Since I found in him a friend so strong and true, I would tell you how he changed my life completely. He did something that no other friend would do. at Forks of Elkhorn and Brother Brother Bill and, and Brother Todd and, and just say hello to you and um, tell you how blessed we are to know Jesus as our Savior and I hope you're staying safe and I hope you're watching a lot of wonderful things on YouTube and Facebook and I hope you're staying inspired. Uh, the Spirit of God is really rising up in all of us to stay connected and to pray for each other and to help each other. I just wanted to say hello to you. I'm looking forward to being back with you all again. Um, when all of this is over and it's a, it's a history event, um, we're going to worship the Lord together once again. So you guys take care and know that the Spear family loves you. Bless you in Jesus' name. We're grateful to Allison Deer and Spear for sharing that message with us today. A beautiful song, one that will help us all to remember no one ever cared for me like Jesus. And so grateful for that relationship that we're able to have with him. We're glad you joined us for worship today. Thank you, even though it's virtual and even though we still continue to miss uh, you in this building and miss your faces and miss the fellowship, but we're glad that you're able to join us this way. And we pray that your heart will be touched and blessed as we worship him together today. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven, and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You join as we sing together, all hail the power of Jesus' name.
now you join us. Our worship team continues to lead us in worship.
song and and as I was singing, I could feel the Holy Spirit and I pray that wherever you might be this morning that you can feel the presence of the Lord. The name of Jesus Christ, there is no other name like the name of Jesus whereby we must be saved. And Jesus is the name above all names. And I am so thankful today that we have a firm foundation when we build our lives upon Jesus Christ. And even though the world is shaking right now and we're on shaky ground as far as this virus goes, we have a firm foundation in Jesus Christ. And we pray that you can again feel His presence wherever you are. Thank you for worshiping with us today again through live stream or Facebook Live or YouTube, however you might be worshiping. I appreciate so much Allison Durham Spear uh, singing so beautifully and sharing her uh, kind words to our church family and so grateful also that Bill spoke with Lauren Talley and, and after the reading of God's Word, Lauren is going to be coming to sing for us. And we so appreciate Lauren and her ministry and Allison and the Spear family ministry and can't wait till we can all be back together in person again. But each week we have a time of prayer and I pray that wherever you might be again, whether it's on the couch in your family room or you might be lying in bed watching this service or, or maybe you're traveling and, and you're in your car. Maybe you're out in the church parking lot watching the service that wherever you are, it might become an altar and that you can pray with us. And I hope that you can again feel the presence and the power of the Lord. I know some of you right now, your patience might be growing thin and you're ready to see something change and happen. And I pray the change is happening for the better in our lives and in our families' lives and our homes and, and even in our churches that we're learning how to be more effective in reaching people with the message of Christ. But I pray uh, at this time that you would join me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Oh Lord, there is no one like you. There's no other name but the name of Jesus whereby we must be saved. And, and we know at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Father, we hail the power of Jesus' name. And may we fall before you out of humility and humble hearts. And Father, that we might lift high the name of Jesus. Just saying the name of Jesus gives comfort. And no one has ever cared for us, as Allison sang so beautifully, like Jesus. And there's no greater friend that we have than He. And Lord, I pray that people might just say the name of Jesus right now, wherever they might be. Just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And experience your peace and your power and your love. And God, we continue to pray that you would give us all patience, Lord. I know when we've been quarantined for 
weeks and, and had to be at home and Lord maybe our patience has grown thin and, and Father maybe tempers have flared I pray oh God that you would bring peace in the midst of this storm and calmness and and to love one another God with the love you have shown us through Jesus I pray oh God for continued healing of this coronavirus Lord we know that you're greater than anything we face any challenge we endure and I pray oh God that soon this virus would be over that you would give medical professionals wisdom with the vaccine and and proper treatment and Lord that you would continue to bless all of our frontline people our doctors and nurses again and and medical professionals and and EMTs and firemen and police officers and military God again those folks in grocery stores and all those God that that maybe are continuing Lord to operate during these these unprecedented times oh bless them oh God and protect them and Lord I I want to pray for our churches not only for our church family but churches all across the country and the world God that are experiencing times like we've never faced before and I pray oh God that your church would continue to stand and that we might continue to minister even if it is in different ways help us to be creative and innovative in how we reach people with the message of Christ and God I pray that you would forgive me and forgive us when we've allowed sin to creep in and and we've fallen short of your glory and just cleanse us and purify us oh God so that we can see you even in the midst of this pandemic we can see the face of Jesus Lord I pray that as our world and our country we've been brought to our knees that you would open our spiritual eyes to see that Jesus wants to be first place and Lord that we would allow you to sit on the thrones of our hearts and lives remove anything else that has taken place of you and father we want you to be first place we want to seek first the kingdom of God and we want your name to be exalt exalted and our lives to be transformed so father help us we don't know exactly at times what to do or or how to do it but we sure know where to turn and we turn to you and oh God we just ask again that your perfect will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven and Lord I pray if there are people watching today that are are at the end of the rope give them hope oh God I pray for folks that are filled with anxiety and anxious feelings oh God give them peace for people oh Lord worried about finances would you provide oh God because you say and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus father especially be with those single people or, or maybe an elderly person who are by themselves 
May they know they're not alone, that they are loved and they are part of this family and, and Lord, a part of the family of God. Comfort them, Lord, strengthen them. And I pray, oh God, that if there are those watching today that have never placed their faith and trust in you, that this might be the day of salvation for many and that many might place their faith and trust in you. And, and Lord, we pray for that great revival and spiritual awakening that we just believe is taking place even now, that people are coming to you and trusting in you and getting their houses in order. So Father, we ask now that your Holy Spirit might continue to move and you would sing through Lauren in just a minute and Father, you would speak through your word and through your servant and, and God just help me and us to be instruments of your peace and love. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for the victories we're trusting you to bring in the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible this morning, if you would turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And again, I'm grateful for all of our musicians being here today. Guys, you all sounded great and played beautifully. And, and ladies, thank you all for leading so beautifully playing. And for Bill being here and leading and guys up in the sound booth and running our screens and cameras. It's a team effort. Thank you all so much for being here and, and allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. We're going to be reading two verses out of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 12. So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it or endure it. This is the word of the Lord and blessed be the name of the Lord.
your love was greater what could separate us now what a wonderful name it is what a wonderful name it is the name of jesus christ Yours is the glory. 
Thanks to Lauren for leading uh, such a powerful, wonderful message. And so and again, the theme of the name of Jesus continues to be such an important part of this service. And thank you again for watching today. And we pray again, you can feel the presence of the Lord wherever you might be. I always like to share a little humor and folks have been sending me a lot of uh, funny words and different stories throughout the course of this time at home. Uh, someone sent to me that they never, never in their wildest dreams imagined that they would walk into a bank and go up to the teller with a mask on their face and ask for money. <laughs> that they never in their wildest dreams imagined that they would do that. Another sent me uh, a, a picture, and then there was a caption that said, when the hairdresser is closed and you do it yourself and there was a picture of piles of hair on the floor as well as an ear that was there on the floor so and some of you all know what i'm talking about but over these last several weeks during this crisis i've been praying asking god to give me special messages that would glorify him and that would help you in some way i mean every week when i preach i ask that the holy spirit would guide my words and and help give me a, a message that would be god honoring and that would help you and especially through this difficult time that we're going through and last week god had laid on my heart to do 40 days of faithfulness challenge and I know many of you accepted that challenge. And in that challenge, we ask you to pray like you've never prayed before. We also ask you to read God's Word faithfully. And we ask you to speak nothing but positive words. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths except for what is helpful in building others up that it may benefit them according to their needs and for those who are listening as well. And I hope that you have been able to accomplish uh, these things during this challenge. Because it's our prayer that even though these are difficult days, that we are still growing in our faith. And today, when we uh, look at what is going on, we can't help but turn to the Lord and ask Him to be our, our strength and to help us maneuver through these uncertain times. But I just pray today that God, again, would, would strengthen you and, and help you because we all are in this together, as you've heard many times. We're all going through these times uh, together. But today, I also think about uh, what my old basketball coach used to say years ago. My old basketball coach would, would say to our team, whether it was the end of a long, hard practice, and he would tell us to get on the line and have to run sprints, or even if it was late in the fourth quarter and you were tired, he would look at us and he would say, this is gut check time. This is gut check time. Now, what did he mean by saying this is gut check time? Well, what he was saying is, are you going to lie down and quit? 
Are you going to dig in and give it all you've got and you are going to stay in the game with the game on the line? Well, I pray today, I believe we're going through a spiritual get check time. I think we're going through a season where we have to ask ourselves, are we going to dig into our faith like never before? Or are we going to just quit? We're going to lie down. We're going to give up. Or are we going to give it all we have, trusting that the Lord is going to be with us and that He is going to help us through this very difficult time? In our Scripture today, we see Paul who was writing the church at Corinth who was uh, very much a gifted church. It was a growing church. But Paul was very concerned about the church. And I have to tell you, before this pandemic hit, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been concerned about God's church. I've been concerned about the future of God's church. Before this thing hit, I was concerned about the lack of commitment for Christians coming to God's church. I was concerned about the lack of interest of people coming to God's church. I was concerned about how far down the line of priorities the church had become. I'll be honest with you, I was worried that our church, and when I say the church, I'm talking about the church, not just this church, I was worried about the future of God's church surviving. And now I'm preaching to an empty church with a handful of musicians here. Now our church is empty because we are abiding by our leader's guidelines to keep us all safe. But I have been worried about God's church. And I pray that even through this season, and someone sent me just this week as they took the challenge during this 40 days of faithfulness challenge to read God's Word, and, and they were reading out the Gospel of John, and they reminded me, and we need to be reminded, that even though the church building is empty, we the people, we're the church, wherever we might be. Now I'm selfish, I want to be here with all of you all. But they shared with me and reminded me out of John's Gospel, chapter 4. Remember when Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well? And do you remember He said to her, He said, Woman, there's coming a time when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem, but you are to worship in spirit and in truth. And we, the church, the people, can worship wherever we are in spirit and in truth. And until we can come back together again, would you keep worshiping God and trusting God? But Paul was worried about the church at Corinth. Again, they were growing, they were gifted, but you know what else they were? They were spiritually immature. Because in that church, they had grown complacent. And as a result, they allowed moral laxness. They uh, allowed immorality to come in. Factions, divisions. They even abused the Lord's Supper. And so Paul was 
trying to instruct and to restore the church in these areas of weakness. And it's a great message for us today. And then he gets specific when he begins to talk about temptation. And please know this. We all, at times, are tempted. And we even know that Jesus Christ, remember, after he was baptized, that we talked about this past Wednesday, even Jesus Christ was led into the desert by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil. Remember, Jesus, in Matthew chapter 4, was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, fasting, praying, and the devil was tempting him. During this coronavirus pandemic, during this 40 days of faithfulness challenge, you better believe we're going to be tempted in some way, in some form. But I want you to know, God is going to help us to get through it if we, again, place our faith and trust in Him. Are you being tempted today in some way? And if you are, God has a message for you. Paul gives us these beautiful words in verse 12. He says, so if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. The first words he gives us is be careful. There are probably no other words that I've heard more in my life through the years from my parents, except for maybe I love you, than the words be careful. Be careful when you're driving. Be careful uh, when I was single who you're dating. Be careful about your decisions, who you're with, where you're going, what you're doing. Be careful. And I really didn't think a whole lot about that until God blessed me with children. And now with the 16-year-old son driving, and when I try to give him instructions and before leaving the house, be careful, son. He rolls his eyes at me like I'm sure I did my parents when I thought, what are they talking about? I mean, are they just being overprotective or what? And how silly I would think they were when they would hear a siren and they would call to check on me to make sure I was okay. And now, yes, I'm doing the same thing. Because we want our loved ones to be careful. But in our passage of Scripture, Paul is letting the church at Corinth know that we are to be careful. Some of these Christians at Corinth thought that because they had been baptized, because they had taken communion, that they now had the license to keep on sinning, that they were exempt, that they had a, a, a free pass card to keep on living, doing whatever they wanted. They had grown complacent and undisciplined. Some back in the first century even had a saying to live like the Corinthians. You know what it meant to say to live like the Corinthians? It meant to live a wild and unbridled, undisciplined life. And it could it be that that's some of us today. We are living a wild and undisciplined life. But just because we are saved, because we've accepted Christ, it doesn't mean that we have been given the green light to, to do whatever we want, to live however we want to live. 
As a matter of fact, Paul addressed this in Romans chapter 6, verse 1. He said, what shall we say then? Shall we keep on sinning so that grace may increase? He said, by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? We are to repent and stop doing the things that we know are dishonoring to God. Don't keep on keeping on in your sin. Stop and turn to the Lord. Remember Paul said these words in Ephesians 5.15. He said that we are to uh, be very careful in how we live as far as doing what is wise. Because he said the days are evil. He said understand what the Lord's will is. And so we know that we are to be careful in how we live. That we must make wise decisions. We also know that Peter said in that familiar passage in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be self-controlled and alert. In other words, be careful because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Jesus told Peter, James, and John when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was going into the inner garden to pray, he said in verse 41 of Matthew 26, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So the first words of advice would be to be careful. Be careful. If you think you're standing firm and you think you're above falling, then you better watch yourself. Because just like that, any of us could fall in just a moment. But then secondly, I think we must be clear. He said, so if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And then he goes on to say in verse 13, no temptation has seized you except what is common to mankind. What does he mean by that? Well, what he means is, there's no temptation that we're going to face that is unique to us. Someone else has been tempted in the same way that we're being tempted. It's not just unique to us, but we've all in some way been tempted before. And know this, that again, because we are being tempted, and, and know this, temptation is not a sin in itself. You all know that. It's when we yield to temptation, when we give in to temptation, does it become a sin. Even Jesus, again, was tempted. But we must be clear. We must be transparent of what our struggle is. You know what I think during this 40 days of faithfulness challenge and during this uh, coronavirus pandemic, I think that our struggles are being heightened. I think we're being attacked more than ever by the devil trying to get people to fall because we have to be in close proximity with family because we have to be in unusual circumstances maybe working from home or i think that we're being tempted like never before even though i believe god is working like never before and maybe today you need to be clear transparent and open about what your struggle is what your temptation is this past week, I went to 
uh, focus on the family where I heard a Christian psychologist, Dr. Gregory Jantz, was speaking, and it was sometime recently, but I listened to the broadcast on Thursday. And on that broadcast, they said that the hotline for mental health is up 900% during this crisis. 900%. And it went on to say that over 40 million adults are experiencing anxiety. That's not even counting children. Over 40 million adults are experiencing anxiety. And, and maybe you're one of those folks. Uh, maybe you're one of those folks that, again, is experiencing anxiety. I mean, I told you just a moment ago, we, my parents had, had always said to be careful. And, and now, again, we're, we're saying be careful about the air you breathe. <laughs> and so you wear a mask. Be careful about what you touch. So we wear gloves or, or again, be careful about the people you see. You got a social distance. I mean, it, it can be comical. I, I have watched on our church security cameras when people were dropping off food for the manor house, which I want to say a big thank you for the great outpouring of kindness to give food out for the manor house. But I was watching on security and as I was sitting in the car at Kroger yesterday, watching people come in and out. I, I feel like they're reliving that old Paula Abdul song, I take two steps forward, I take two steps back. People don't know how to even go around people. They're doing the do-si-do -si -do square dance trying to get around people. And so right now we're living in a whole different world and what people are experiencing. But know this, that we must be clear about our temptation. Dr. Jantz would go on to say that right now we are seeing people during this crisis and maybe you're being tempted to eat more food than you've ever eaten before because you're home and you're eating a lot. Maybe you're being tempted to drink more than you ever have. Alcohol sales are up. Maybe you're attempting uh, to numb the pain by, by doing drugs. And my wife even shared with me where she read somewhere on Facebook that porn sites are offering free porn during this season so people can look at porn while they're at home. And maybe you're one that have been tempted to get angry. You're short-fused. You're on edge. You're, you're ready to just explode on someone because of the anxiety, because of the stress, because of the overwhelming feeling. And today, don't give in to those self-destructive patterns. Don't allow the devil to pull you down during this time of crisis. You know what? Paul even listed in the verses prior to the ones that I read to you this morning, Paul had listed the Israelites as an example. And he used them as an example that when Moses had led them out of their captivity in Egypt, and you remember when they were out in the desert, that they too were being tempted. <laughs> they were grumbling. They began to have idol worship. Not only were they tempted to have idol worship, but they gave in to uh, immorality 
and then they went on and had infidelity and they had disloyalty to God and as a result about 24,000 self-destructed because they were worshiping the Baal of Peor and they self-destructed and it's possible today that you are being tempted in an area where you too might self-destruct unless you acknowledge what it is you're going through. Dr. Jantz gave some helpful words. He said, first of all, go to the Lord because He is our strong tower. He said that when you go to the strong tower, he goes, is it in a room? Is it in a particular chair, a particular place? But that you call on the name of Jesus because He is our strong tower. And then he said, begin the day with three gratitudes. And I did this with my family around the table the other night. Name three things that you're grateful for. And I pray that you can think of three things, even during this pandemic, that we are grateful for. Three areas of gratitude. He went on to say, and this might seem silly, to drink plenty of water. He said a lot of people are dehydrated anyway. But he said make sure that you're drinking plenty of water during this time of crisis. But not only that, he said, and this is going to be hard, especially being stuck at home, limit your screen time. <laughs> he said looking at a screen all the time causes anxiety. And so limit the amount of time that you're allowing yourself or your children to be looking at a screen all the time. And then he said, lastly, he said, because we cannot control our circumstance, but what we can do is we can choose optimism and hope. We can choose optimism and hope instead of pessimism and being critical and angry and on edge. Be optimistic and be hopeful. That's what Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagle, run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And so I pray that you would hope in the Lord. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. And then Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Be clear about what your struggle is. And, and one other thing that I left out that, that Dr. Jant said, he said, around the table, would you use that as a time for confession and conversation? So confess, so your spouse or your family member can hold you accountable. Hey, I'm praying for you in your area of weakness. And know that God will help you. But, but lastly, I pray that we would be confident. That we would be confident. The rest of verse 13, and God is faithful. Isn't that neat how we've sung songs today talking about God's faithfulness. God always orchestrates to bring the right music in with the message. And God is, listen to this, and God is faithful. 
and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But not if, but when you are tempted, you're going to be. He will provide a way out so that you can stand up under it or that you can endure it. And God is faithful. Paul said something very similar in 2 Thessalonians 3.3. 3. But the Lord is faithful and He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. And we can be confident today that God always provides a way out if you want out. Maybe you're here today and you've been self-medicating and, and you're trying to just numb the pain until we get through this. Don't allow the devil to use this time to pull you down, but instead, would you take the out that God provides you? What's your strategy? How are you going to get out? Well, Dr. David Jeremiah, author, pastor, shared some teaching points on temptation. He said, one of the things we can do is we can flee. When we are being tempted, we can flee from the temptation. James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, submit yourselves then to God. Flee the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. So the first thing, if you feel like you're being I've told my children the same thing. If you feel that you're losing your temper or losing self-control, walk away. Do something positive. Get down, do some push-ups. Go for a jog or do something, but remove yourself from that heated moment. And I pray that we would flee away. And that's what also Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2.2. It says, flee your youthful desires and pursue righteousness and faithfulness and, and pursue love and pursue peace and flee away from those lustful desires. But then he said also, not only are we to flee, but we are to feed. We are to feed on God's Word. The psalmist David wrote in Psalm 119.11 that I have hidden your Word in my heart that I would not sin against you. I have hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. How did Jesus combat Satan's temptations in the wilderness? What did he do? When the devil tempted him those three times, do y'all remember how he fought the, the temptation by God's word? And each time the devil tempted him, he brought back the word of God, which is greater than our temptation. And I pray that whatever you're experiencing right now in your temptation, that you would allow God's Word and His power and His Spirit to provide a way out. And you remember at the end of that passage out of Matthew chapter 4, Jesus said, away from me, Satan. Don't just tell him to get behind you, but to get away from you. For it is written, you shall... Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. And I pray today that if you're in a vulnerable place and you're being tempted, that God's going to give you victory. I want to share in closing that a couple of Sundays ago, I guess maybe it was Easter Sunday,
as soon as the service was over, I got a text from someone. And uh, it was from an old friend that we grew up uh, in church together. And Brian had gone on some choir tours together. And, and they shared with me that she and her daughter had watched the service. And she said, it's known that my daughter has struggled with addiction. And she said, but just recently, her daughter, while in rehab, she watched her daughter pray to receive Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And she said, I'm so thankful. And she said, as soon as this craziness is over, my daughter and I are going to start coming to church to worship with you all. And we thank you so much for the message that you're sharing. And maybe you're a mother and a daughter, or a father and a son, or you're a brother and a sister, or maybe you're someone that has been experiencing temptation in some way. Please know that God will give you strength, but all you have to do is call upon His name. And maybe you've never taken the first step to recovery by admitting that you have a problem and asking the Lord to give you victory, asking Him to forgive you, and you begin to walk in His likeness, following Him. You can do that this morning. Or maybe you're a Christian and you're like the Corinthians who thought, I've, I've accepted Christ, I've been baptized, I've taken communion, I'm exempt now, I can do whatever I want. I pray that would make us want to live for Jesus even more for what He has done for us. Come back to Him today and recommit your life to Christ. Or maybe even during this season, you're too saying, as soon as this is over, I'm, I'm going to be at church. I'm going to get my life together. Well, you could join this church family even now. You could contact our office and you can become a member of this church even during this crisis like some have. But however the Spirit is leading you, I want you to know you're not in this battle alone. God is with you and He's with me and He's going to provide a way out. Do you want out today as we pray together? Lord, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are any folks that have never accepted you as their Lord and Savior, that today might be the day that they come to Christ, that they would call on the name of Jesus. Or Lord, maybe there are folks watching today that are Christians, but they've grown complacent. And Lord, even if they've maybe already missed the day in their 40 days of faithfulness, they can start over today and have a fresh beginning, a fresh start. Or Lord, maybe there are folks that have been watching our services and they say, you know what, when this craziness is over, we're going to come and we're going to worship and we're we're going to be committed to the one who gave me a second chance, who saved me, who provided a way out. Oh Lord, I pray that we would be willing right now to just give it all to You, surrender it all to You. Our sin, our temptations, our struggles, our worry, our fear, our anxiety, our stresses, we would give it all to You. Help us right now to do that. In Jesus' name, Amen. We're going to sing a, a hymn of commitment and I pray that you'll sing where you are and that you would commit 
wherever you might be. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. What a beautiful service it's been. Thank you again to all of our musicians for leading so beautifully and playing so beautifully for all those who have helped make this service possible. Thank you for your continued prayers, your continued support, your continued love. Please know we miss you, I miss you, and we love you dearly. Can't wait to see you all again soon. And don't forget that 
we'll be sending out some discussion questions that you and your family can talk about our service today and the message and how it applies to our lives and we hope that you will do that then don't forget to join us on Wednesday night at 6 as we continue our time of prayer and devotion but thank you again for worshiping God bless you we hope and pray that you stay healthy and safe and until we can meet again let's keep trusting in the Lord because he is faithful and he always will be. May we be faithful to him as we sing a closing song. <laughs>